You are listening to the Market Beautifully podcast, episode number 13. Welcome to the Market Beautifully podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Today, I have Tors Grantham on the show, so if video freaks you out or you don't know how to use video strategically in your business, she's about to provide some crazy, practical, and extremely easy steps to get you fired up about using video in your own business. Okay, now let's go hang out with Tors because I know you are going to absolutely love her. Welcome to the show, Tors. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. So I heard that you edited video for the Fimtrepreneur show. Is that true? That's right. Yep. That is so exciting. I've been following Mariah for a while now. I follow all of her content and I love it. So I've been looking at her podcast on YouTube and it's it's so cool. So do you edit all the video and and everything for Mariah? Yeah, I do the podcast, the video and the audio for the podcast. Um, And then, yeah, any additional video content that she needs doing. Her boyfriend, Matt, is also um, very video savvy. So sometimes he'll do some stuff. But uh, yeah, more and more stuff is coming my way. That's awesome. That's a pretty big client, too. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I've been quite lucky, actually, because I work with Caitlin Batcher of CaitlinBatcher.com as well. And Megan Mins in her business and Hallie Gray of Evolve and Succeed. Oh, wow. Those are those are some pretty big names right there. You yeah. go, girl. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me about what you do and how you help online business owners. Let's start with that. Yeah, so I'm a video editor. Um, I actually have a background in television production. That's mm-hmm. where I've learned all I know about video. Uh-huh. Um, but now I use my editing skills to help online business owners create video content that actually works, that uh-huh does the thing it's supposed to do, which is grow the audience and grow the business. Uh Um, And really just sort of make sure that the content is focused and isn't too rambly um, and looks good as well. That's awesome. I know that's a struggle for a lot of us business owners because our skill is not video. Our skill (laughs) is what we do. We're, you know, we're a photographer, a calligrapher, or, you know, whatever the heck we're doing. and, And video is it's hard. It's scary. So I'm glad we're talking about this today. So how did you get started in video? You said you had a background and I know you've gotten a degree in this, right? You've had, you have a lot of background experience. So yeah, I spent two years um, at college studying all aspects of television production. Mm -hmm. So I, I learned how to do everything from actually working the camera and holding the microphone above people's heads and (laughs) doing the editing and everything. I actually then went into post-production as a job, um, as an assistant, which was really just photocopying scripts and getting the editor lunch. Uh, And ultimately, I went into production, which is the actual making of the programs, Um, And I became a production coordinator. I was the senior production coordinator for the production team that I worked with in the BBC. Um, And I moved to Wales about 10 years ago to work with the BBC Mm -hmm. on um, all the backstage footage for the major dramas that came out of Cardiff. So things like Doctor Who, Torchwood, Merlin, Being Human, literally everything that you saw that wasn't an actual episode was usually made by us. And in particular with Doctor Who, that would include things like interviews with David Tennant that went on the evening news, you know, we would do everything. So I did that for about, gosh, three and a half years, had an amazing time, but I was really burned out by the end of it. So I I quit television. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I'll get a proper job. That's what you're supposed to do when you're growing up, right? Go work in corporate. Um, took a while to convince them to hire me but when they did I quite quickly learned that me and corporate do not get on (laughs) (laughs) no okay (laughs) so I was I spent about two years learning about all that I could about online business whilst Uh working in corporate um and really struggled to come up with what what would I do because Uh video had this whole thing attached to it that was like you know it's professional and imposter syndrome and what all my professional friends think of if I'm now making videos for business you know right this whole big can of worms Mm -hmm. so I was steering clear of it for a long time and then um 
it just got to the point where I was like, no, I've got to do something. And video is the skill set that I do bring right. to the table that's quite unique. And I think in addition as well, you know, I'm a Brit, I'm a girl, and <laughs> most of the people that you see talking about video are male and American. So I thought, yep. well, I've got that going for me. So yeah. I'll uh, see how it goes. <laughs> So you were working full time and learning about online business. I feel like some of my audience is right there right now. So how did you juggle? Because that's a lot. It's a lot. To, there's a lot to just running an online business and then learning it from scratch because you're used to working in television. So how was that transition? And also, how did you find time to learn about uh, growing an online business or starting one? Yeah, I listened to a lot of podcasts, first of all, which mm -hmm. was really helpful, actually, because in the transition between uh, quitting television and going into corporate, I had I was out of work for about two years because literally nobody would hire me. They didn't know what to do oh with me. Um, so I did actually start my own business at that point as a freelance content writer because mm -hmm. I've always written. I've always had a skill for it. So I thought, well, I'll just I'll hire myself then. Right. And I did manage to scrape through uh, some enough money to live off of with that. But I didn't as a business it didn't work it like I just I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I felt really isolated because I live by myself I live in a yeah. semi-rural location um and it, yeah it just didn't work for me so when I did finally get that corporate job I really did jump on it uh -huh. but then having that whole oh god corporate is just too <laughs> rigid and yeah. no can't do this I all my commutes I would listen to podcasts my lunch hours I would listen to podcasts um or I would read blog posts I would come home and I would work on on learning or trying to set up my website or something mm -hmm. pretty much every night. And the weekends, I would more often not be spent learning or, or working and just trying not to overwhelm myself, but also sort of just being a huge sponge yeah. and trying yeah. to, yeah, learn everything. <laughs> Man, podcasts are so great for that too because you can right? work out, you can cook, you can. I know I'm always listening to podcasts and ebooks. I, I don't know if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk at all. Um, I listen to his audiobooks, but pod, literally every big name, I'm listening to them 24 7 just because yeah. I feel like, and I already have a business. Even when I was starting, I didn't, but it's always, no matter where you're at in your business, it's always good to be a sponge like you're talking about mm -hmm. and constantly soaking in as much information as you possibly can Definitely. and learning from those leaders in your industry. So that's yeah. awesome. That I find um, now I'm more uh, strategic in the things that I'm learning. So it's like, what do I need to learn now in order to do this? Whereas before it was just like, tell me all the Everything. things. Okay. And the Being Boss podcast actually was really, really beneficial to me in that two-year learning period because the okay. mindset shift of I'm worth this I can make money doing this yeah. I don't care what my professional friends think about this because yeah. ultimately I'm I'm making a living from this and working for myself right I can set my own hours mm -hmm. but it was interesting to me because I was having a conversation with a lady um who is a producer in the industry over in the states and she's also a business coach so she'll go off and she'll do like a, a program work on that until it's done and then she'll ramp up the business coaching side of things mm. um and we were sort of laughing because working in television it's not it's not a career it's a lifestyle choice like you work all the hours everything else is secondary to finishing the program if like my sister had gave birth to my nephew whilst I was working on Doctor Who and I remember his birthday by what we were doing at the time on Doctor Who, oh. you know, and it's like if I had tickets booked for the cinema or a night out, but the program needed me to stay on, then my social life didn't happen. Oh, you yeah. worked on the program. So it really was a, um, a lifestyle choice. And entrepreneurship, I think, is very similar. It's it's a lifestyle. It's not just it a is. career. You are committing everything to it. So true. it's been interesting to me. Dom and I have been laughing that you know, we switched one sort of lifestyle of working all hours yeah. to another lifestyle of working all hours. But it's much more fun. Yes, so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah but you I don't still have that feeling of podcasts. you're working your butt off to get someone else money either. Right? But it's it's nice because you're like, okay, I'm working my butt off, but at least I'm getting something from it. So Yeah. Other than the money that goes to the tax man, I'm the oh one that benefits gosh. from everything. So. Yeah, yeah, I love it. The tax man. Ooh. 
<laughs> we're in that season right now. It's terrible. <laughs> You're like, yeah, where did all my money go? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so what do you love most about this industry and what pulled you into the industry to begin with? I'm going to be a bit controversial here because okay. I know that a lot of people talk about follow your passion yeah. um, and do what you're passionate about. Yeah, I don't have that. Really? I'm passionate about French fries and I'm passionate about laying on the couch and reading my books. It doesn't equate to um, work. Oh, like I really so enjoy what I do. I, <laughs> I love really French do fries. like it. <laughs> I love French fries so much. Any kind of potato product, basically. I'm really happy. Good to um, know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to a job, I mean, that was one of the reasons why it took me two years to figure out what I was going to do because there isn't anything in particular I'm passionate about. There are things I'm good at. Right. And I try a lot of different things like I taught myself to code back in the 90s so I thought well I like doing it I'll see about being a web designer and very quickly learned I didn't like doing it for other people yes Um, ditto (laughs) right it's a whole different ball game isn't it when you do it somebody else it is so I think I tried gosh it must be three four maybe even five different businesses before I figured out that, okay, no video is the thing that I actually know the most about. Um, and there aren't an awful lot of people out there who have the kind of knowledge that I do, who also have the professional um, training and experience that I do. Like there are a lot of people who have taught themselves video and kudos, seriously, because it's a lot of hard work. Right. I, as a unique selling point, Doctor Who. <laughs> So that was at the end of the day, it was, okay, a pros and cons list. What can I do? Video. And I went for the coward's way out to a degree because I don't like being on camera. Really don't like it. I'm an introvert and I'm shy Mm -hmm. and I'm not a fan of being in the spotlight. I've learned to be okay with it, but I wouldn't say that it's something I'm ever going to be like, yeah, let's get on camera. (laughs) So um, you're not rushing to the video like you're rushing to your French fries. <laughs> exactly. So the editing side of things was a way to let me work in video and mm-hmm. provide um, value to people using skills I'd learned in college um, and take all the experience I had in production to help my clients then create video content that looked good and that actually did its job. So I'm curious, you said you basically changed your business five different times. Did you brand your business as your name? So it was just a switch in services? No, this is actually the first time that I've branded it as my name. I went through, oh my God, so many different names. and um, (laughs) I've done the same thing. Yeah, and in the end, I I actually got toursg.co, a short link I was using originally for Bitly, Uh so that when I was appearing on podcasts and things, I've instead of giving like the whole name out mm-hmm. um and at the time as well I was using the business name Manus Creative and Manus means mountain in Wales which is where I live um, and I live on the side of a mountain but yeah. it's spelt m-y-n-y-d-d so mm-hmm. it doesn't sound the way it's spelt so I was like right I'll just go to toursg.co slash whatever and that yeah. will take you to that website And then when I was like, okay, no, come on, what am I actually going to do as a business that's going to work? And especially because I'd handed in my notice in corporate, I had to give three months notice because I was working with the web development team. So I was like, okay, now I really need to figure this out quickly because I've got three months. Three months. (laughs) Before I have no money coming in. Um, And I had no, no financial cushion either. Like I literally jumped off that ledge full force with, no parachute whatsoever. Oh, Don't I wish I was that brave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd started having panic attacks in my corporate job because they'd moved me to a huge call center that was an extra 30 minute commute. And it just didn't work for me, really didn't, to the point where I was actually having panic attacks. I was like, no, I'm oh, done. This is, this is the push that I needed to mm. make that leap. Otherwise, I probably would have continued sort of half-assing it for right. another year or so. Um, but yeah, I took that leap and, uh, and I was like, okay, the business is going to be video. 
And I'll just use this URL then that I've got, this domain name that I've already bought. And I'll just go with that. (laughs) Just (laughs) quick, put something together. (laughs) Well, your website is gorgeous. And anyone that's listening, you have to go check out our website. And I actually had it on my Instagram stories the other day. I was like, this is the most gorgeous landing page I've ever seen in my life. Um, But it's towardsg.co, right? That's the URL. So you have to go check it out. It's it's so pretty. So why are videos so important to us? Do videos actually make an impact for an online business, whether you're selling services or products? I feel like we kind of get caught up in, well, I don't know if videos are right for me. So what do you think? Yes, is the short answer to that. They are very, very important. Um, yes. There's a, if you think about it in terms of money, because mm-hmm. Money makes the world go round. I don't believe that your business should revolve around money, but it really does help. It, it does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you think in terms of advertising budgets, there's been a huge shift away from television, which is basically video, yep. to online, which is still basically video. Yep. So the money is in advertising. And if you think about the emotional connection that you can create with an audience, in just 30 seconds, you can reduce someone to tears. I mean, yep. there is a, a chain of department stores over here who every year they take up the challenge for their Christmas advert that they are going to make you cry. And 99% of the time, they do it. <laughs> and they're a department store. You know, nobody yeah. actually cares about the department store, but the advert every single time, tears. And that's in 30 seconds. So that's a really powerful way of influencing a person. Mm-hmm. And you can harness that for yourself. So right. video, if you think about the number of touch points that a business has to have in order for someone to know, like, and trust you well enough to actually buy from you, it's right. between five and seven. Well, video can really help build that emotional connection a lot quicker Mm-hmm. because you can see and hear the person so you get the tone of voice you get what they look like you feel like you know that person a lot easier and a lot quicker than you do just through reading text posts mm-hmm. so it has a very powerful way of of connecting you to your audience and, and growing that audience um creating raving fans mm-hmm. basically and then if you're using video sensibly and across all different sorts of platforms it can really help you grow your reach as well so obviously the more people you can reach the more people will convert the more sales that you make the better your business grows so yes long answer short answer video is very important (laughs) (laughs) I definitely agree with that and growing an audience can be rough, which is what you're kind of talking about. Video is, you know, video can lessen that amount of time that someone feels connected with you, but it also really helps grow your audience, which can be really, really tough at times and make you want to pull your hair out. So I know it can feel like you are screaming out really cool stuff and you want everyone in the world to hear what you're saying. And sometimes you get crickets, but video can be a game changer with this. No matter how small your business is, video is the way to go and definitely what you should be focusing your time on. Um, Now, how do you use video to grow your audience? I know that is kind of a broad question, but uh, let's break it down into some action steps maybe. What are a few creative ways that you have seen people use video in their online business and it made an impact on their growth for their community and followers? Yeah, there's a few different ways that you can use video. So um, let's start with YouTube. It's the world's second largest search engine. Mm -hmm. So... Not only is it one of the best places to put your videos if they're going to answer a problem, um, answer a question or solve a problem, or be a product that people will be looking for information on, YouTube is the way to go. But it's also been bought by Google. I think it was back in 2006. So now YouTube videos turn up in Google search results. So you're hitting the top two search engines in the world just by putting your videos into YouTube using basic SEO techniques in the title, description, and tags. So that's one way that you can start reaching people because they're going to be typing in, how do I do such and mm-hmm. such, or you know, create the content that people are going to be searching for. Right. You'll get found, your audience will grow. Mm-hmm. Then you've got social media, and it goes back again to that advertising budgets Everybody was putting all of their videos onto YouTube. You're getting that shift away from television to marketing into um, online stuff instead. 
well, YouTube getting all the videos meant all the advertisers were going to YouTube. Mm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they don't want that. Mm -hmm. So they cut organic reach on all of their posts except for video, which they boost and say, if you upload your video direct to our platforms, we'll let you reach more people. Right. So if you start using video in your social media strategies, you're automatically going to be reaching more people. And live video reaches even more people than pre-recorded video. It gives you and an it's extra boost. Too. It's, it doesn't yep. even have a sponsor tag or free. anything. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doesn't cost you a penny. Just exactly. yeah, start using video content. And with things as well, like um, Instagram stories and Snapchat, you've got that disappearing content. It's there mm -hmm. for 24 hours. Right. Well, if you're running a sale use it use one of those disappearing story contents to say yeah. hey, hey guys you follow me here is a discount code that nobody else is going to get right but 24 hours to use it and then it's gone mm -hmm. you can grow your audience on those platforms by using that kind of um, content in your disappearing content or you can give um, backstage looks at what you're doing or what mm -hmm. you're creating again it will disappear so it's not like it's it's going to be there forever you can start using those those kind of disappearing content to to test ideas out for other types of content because if it doesn't work it's gone in 24 hours so you know right. it's well worth giving it a go yeah I definitely agree I feel like if you're scared of video get on Instagram stories or snapchat and start creating videos get comfortable because 24 hours no one's gonna either remember or or even see what you just did so it's cool it's all good or just delete it whatever <laughs> Exactly. Um, and don't forget as well, with pre-recorded video, you're going to edit it. Yeah. So anytime you make a mistake, it doesn't actually have to stay in the video. You can yes. take it out. You know, it's you can create a video that is all the good bits yep. and delete all the bad bits. Oh, man. When I create, I just got done actually recording a, a video series and, oh, there were so many edits. I mess up all the time. <laughs> but I was just proud of myself for getting in front of the camera. And, you know, that's what you just have to do. You just have to sit your butt in front of the yeah. camera and start talking. <laughs> just yeah. do it. Your first video is going to be awful. It is. It yeah. is. It is. Because yep. it takes practice. I always say that video is kind of like learning to drive. You don't really learn how to be a good driver until after you've passed your test. Right. But it's the same with videos. You don't learn to make good videos until after you've made a few. Mm -hmm. It takes between three and five for you to start making videos where you go, oh, okay, I get it now. Mm -hmm. The first couple, like you'll think you'll do well and then you'll get to the edit and you go, oh, no, actually, no, I needed this or I needed right. to do that or I wasn't looking at the camera properly. Or mm -hmm. So your, your learning curve there is really, really steep, but it does mean that you've got to keep going and keep trying and, and keep learning Right. Before you start getting those really good video content. And going back to what you said with YouTube and SEO, I put a YouTube video out there for a blog post, actually. I mean, that won't even be published for months. I already have over 100 views. Now, I have not even told people I have a YouTube channel and I already have subscribers. I, I haven't even told anyone that I even have videos on there. And somehow they found me and I have over 100 views, which isn't a lot of views. I know that. But for someone, it's 100 more than you had before, isn't it? And for someone that didn't even promote the video and over 100 <laughs> people just randomly found this video on YouTube. And I didn't even really optimize it for SEO either. I didn't spend like because I was just going to put it in a blog post. I didn't care if anyone yeah. saw it. I just wanted my readers to. Well, now think about if you take bits of content and create a teaser for that video and you start sharing that on YouTube and pushing people to your website, mm -hmm. you're going to also have those views go up on YouTube. Right. You'll, they'll automatically go up anyway because people will be finding you on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But you're also going to be using video content you've already created, repurposed as a teaser to push people to your website or to your YouTube channel, whichever makes more sense to you. I mean, I recommend your website right. because you can get people onto your list. Right. But your your YouTube channel should also be pushing people back to your website with a content upgrade or something to get people to go and sign up for your list so that you've got them. It's the same as, uh, as with any kind of social strategy is you, you want to have them in real estate that you own and that you control because mm -hmm. YouTube could go away. Facebook could go away. Yes, so that's exactly. why you want them on the list. Yeah, you don't want to rent your followers. <laughs> you definitely nope. want to own them. <laughs> that is so important. Um, I agree with you. I'm new to YouTube. I'm new to you YouTube using it strategically. I'm not new to YouTube, mm -hmm. but the business side behind of it, um, it's not that video has always scared me. YouTube has always scared me. I don't know why. I really don't. And 
Maybe it's because I'm a grandma inside and I don't feel like I know how to use it properly, but I know I need to. So I'm just getting out there and I started MBTV, got my intro up, you know, getting the groundworks. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I started recording these podcasts for video and that's what really got my butt moving to a YouTube channel is because I wanted to give my uh, listeners, if they wanted to come and see something, I know, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time, but sometimes I want to watch it on YouTube or watch it as a video. We're well, reaching two very different audiences by mm -hmm. having the option. You're going to reach the normal people who would listen to a podcast, just the audio version, uh -huh. who are multitasking. You know, they're walking the dog, they're commuting, they're doing the shopping, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're also reaching the audience that wants to actually view the content. Right. That you normally, you know, if you were only offering one, you 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 wouldn't reach half the people because both mm -hmm. sets aren't, there aren't going to be one person watching and listening. They're going yeah. to be doing one or the other. So essentially you're reaching double and I'm guessing you're just stripping the audio out and producing that yep. as an audio version. So it's right. not as if it's much extra work for you to do. It's, yep. But you're reaching double the audience. Exactly. Yeah, it's been really nice and I've had some great feedback from it too. So it's going smoothly so far. <laughs> Yay! Um, so kinds of videos that work best with services. I know we talked about how it's important for both products based service or product based businesses and service based businesses but let's dive into services real quick and then we'll go over to product based businesses sure. so what are some kind of videos that any service based business owner could incorporate in their business starting today the how to video or the tutorial video okay so these are the ones that are capitalizing on the keywords that people are going to be putting into search engines uh -huh. where you're solving a problem or answering a question mm -hmm. because that's how people are going to find you. Um, and you want to be actually answering the question or solving the problem, yes. not saying, <laughs> well, if you click through and buy my course, you'll get the answer then. That's not how video works. You need to be providing your best value in the video mm -hmm. so that people then trust you and keep trust. consuming your content. That's yeah, it comes word. back down to that no like and trust factor again. Mm -hmm. um, but the how-to and the tutorial videos are the ones that do really, really well on YouTube, especially for newbies to video, newbies to YouTube, and even newbie business owners. They are the best kind of video that you can create other than live videos, um, which again, I think everybody should start messing around with those. For sure. Just showing sort of, you know, your office or what you're working on or just little sort of peeks into behind the scenes. Have a chat about stuff, maybe teach the odd little bit here and there to sort mm -hmm. of get used to it. But I think live video is one of, it's one of the scariest it is. But it's also actually once you've pressed record, it's one of the easiest to forget what you're doing because you're having that interaction with the audience. Yes. Um, that you forget that you're recording. So Instagram Live, for example, Facebook Live are really good or Periscope, really good ways of getting used to being on camera. If you're brave enough to press the record button yes, in the yep. first place, yes. <laughs> failing that Instagram stories because there isn't anybody else around and there isn't anyone that you're interacting with. And you can just record and record and record until you do a take that you like the best mm -hmm. and then you can post it. So it's kind of a, it, it, yeah, it's a very risk free way of creating content. And one of the things that my clients and I have realized is. Actually, the more polished the video, the less people feel like they can relate to you. Yes. Because you're just too polished. Right. Um, so, for example, with Megan Min's videos, I've put blooper reels at the end of her videos to humanize her. And it is one of the comments that we get back quite a lot from, from her content is, mm -hmm. love your videos. They look amazing, but the bloopers are fantastic. It's so nice to see you, you know, mucking up and being human, basically. Right, right. Um, the same thing with Caitlin Batcher's videos. I've put sort of a little sort of blooper section as her title sequence. So again, it's humanizing her. So don't worry about trying to be all professional and mm -hmm. everything looks amazing and fantastic because actually that's not going to work in your favor. The more relaxed you can be, the better that your audience will actually relate to you. Yes. And, you know, for me, for live video, I show up 
and don't have a lot of makeup on. Like right now, I'm gonna post this video. I just got out of the shower and my hair's still wet and it's drying. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I'm human. So it's definitely you don't you don't have to look all polished and full face of makeup or you know your hair all done right. But then if that is the thing that you need to do in order to get on camera, do it. You know, even if that isn't, even if that isn't how you would normally look. um, That's a great tip. Whatever you need to do to to get yourself to press that record button, do it. Like for me, I do wear a full face of makeup on video because uh, I'm very pale, as you can probably tell. (laughs) And when I'm nervous, I go bright red. So I don't want to look like a tomato <laughs> in my videos. <laughs> that still happens. So I am there with the, with the foundation, thick yeah. foundation, color myself up. Um, <laughs> just because it makes me feel less self-conscious pressing that record button. And there will always be crazy excuses that you'll yeah. put your own way. Like I recently chopped all my hair off because I wasn't happy with how it looked on camera. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, you're you rocking know, it. You look great. Thank you very much. So, yeah, it's uh, there's always going to be something that you'll that you'll use as an excuse. It's figuring out that you're using it as an excuse. And uh, yeah, whatever you need to do to actually press that record button, you should do it. I agree with you. I've never thought about that. Um, it that way, I guess. Put a full so color yourself up if you want to push the if you need to do that to push the record button. <laughs> Um, how to and tutorial videos. That was for service-based. Yes, sorry, now, we're a bit off track there. <laughs> yeah. So let's switch over to product-based now. So what kind of videos are good for product-based businesses? So a product demonstration, for sure, oh, will yeah. always be really, really good. Um, and unboxing videos do really, really well <laughs> on YouTube, um, particularly if the kind of product that you make is something that people will be searching for information for mm-hmm. or would like to know how it fits into their lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, the, the way video works the best is when you think about the people watching it and what's in it for them mm-hmm. as the centerpiece of the video. So for products, for example, it's the benefits of having your product, not not necessarily just how amazing is my product. Right. How does my life change by having this in there? And it may just be that you've made my life prettier, yeah. which quite frankly, I'm all for that. Oh yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> but you, you need to sort of create the video content that, that showcases the benefits of your product. Um, so that would be a product demonstration mm-hmm. um, or yeah, this is what it looks like in place and this is how you interact with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, the unboxing does really, really, really well. And they could be a lot more relaxed than the product demonstration videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you can literally just be sitting on a couch and sort of showing how it all works. Because, again, that helps people relate to it because they're probably going to be sitting on their couch with right. the box when it arrives. So, yeah, I think those two are the, the real, really the best ones. And an about video probably would work really well as well. So sort of about the product, about you, about why you made it. Tell that story. Stories are the best way to communicate um, information to people. Our brains are literally hardwired to understand stories better than any other way of visual, obviously, is very good. But if you're hearing things, if you think about it, when you tell somebody about what happened in your day, you tell it in a story format. Mm -hmm. You don't just list off the things that you've done. That's because that's how we communicate best is through stories. So utilize that in your videos and take people on a journey. See, that is really hard for me. I'm very efficient. So in my mind, if you ask me about my day, I have like a whole bullet point list and I'll go through my list and that's exactly how my day was. No questions. We're moving on. You know, like that's, I'm very efficient, but, but, but to the point. So that's really interesting. And I know I need to get better at storytelling. That's something that I need to do personally to enhance my business so I also think um I know we have someone in our group that sells mugs so a video could be how to take care of your mug or how to take care of whatever product you have or you know I know if I buy a mug I think okay is this dishwasher safe can I put oatmeal in it and put it in the microwave so um even just a can I make microwave cakes in it and yeah (laughs) yeah all the different things but you could also do something a little bit more funky and be like um, this is what your video, this is what your mug is like in the real world and have 
series of different sort of oh, I'm drinking my mug here and then I'm outside drinking my mug or I'm do you know what I mean it's like yeah. you can mix things up a bit and just make things a little bit more interesting you can also ask your customers to send in video of oh. themselves using your product and Love start that. cutting that together and it's almost like a testimonial it is yeah um, it's social proof which is always the greatest thing that you can get for your products and services um, and start posting those share those on social media as well because then people love to see themselves mm -hmm. so if you're sharing someone's content on social media particularly something like that right. they are going to share it themselves oh, and then all their friends and family are going to be like oh my god and they'll share it too so yeah start and then you know their grandma is going to buy a mug because their <laughs> exactly. granddaughter was in that video <laughs> exactly that's that's a neat idea and you could do that with services too like if you're a photographer mm -hmm. you could create a video and have a voiceover of a past bride you've done or something and maybe an iphone iphone quality uh is surprisingly oh, well go out and buy loads of equipment oh yeah. god no yeah just use your iphone your smartphone the camera on your smartphone is actually really really good and ha there have been feature films shown in cinemas made purely on smartphones that is how good the camera is Wow, that is impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the equipment actually is not going to help you make better videos. That is the biggest lie that I know of really around video. Yeah. And it's the first thing that everybody asks. It's like, what equipment are you using yeah. when they see a video? Like, because they think if they get the same equipment, they'll have the same quality video. Yeah. That's not how it works. So use your smartphone. Use natural light. If you can't use natural light, go to the hardware store buy some light bulbs that are daylight balanced anywhere between 5500 and 6500 kelvins okay. is a match for daylight just switch out the bulbs in your normal lamps and start using those instead I've don't spend equipment before. oh it's, it's so much easier than going out and buying studio lights you mm. will have to sort of mess around with placement so i would actually recommend that you get all your lamps rather than your overhead lights uh -huh. although you can one in there too right. so you can move the placement of the lamps around so that you mm -hmm. look find a, a configuration that works well for you that makes you look good right um but don't go and buy studio lights especially when you don't know if you actually like making videos enough to go and spend all of that yes. money why would you do that yes. <laughs> literally the only thing i think that you should go and buy is a tripod because nobody likes feeling seasick yes. so don't be standing there doing all this sort of stuff with your with your phone because that's the quickest way to make someone be sick. Um, so just get a tripod and uh, you can get an adapter that puts your phone onto the tripod. Mm. Um, if you're in a room, so you can probably hear some echo on the audio in here because I'm in a very small room that's got absolutely no soft furnishings in it whatsoever. So hard services make the audio bounce around. If you're unable to film in a room that's got a lot of soft furnishings, so carpet, sofas, mm. curtains, stuff on the walls um just hang some blankets on the wall or if you've got like um clothes dryers just hang them over that and put them sort of around you but off camera it will muffle the sound so you don't get the echo so you don't need a microphone i'm uh, writing this down right now so thank you <laughs> this is great great tips i have listened to so many uh, podcasts and videos about this. I have never heard this. This is such unique advice. I feel like I always hear, get a ring light, get studio equipment, um, get a cheap DSLR or, you know, I mean, these are from people top industry. This is so practical. This is anyone can walk off the street anyone and hang a blanket. Now. Yeah. I love it. There's no excuses. Go make a video. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No excuses. <laughs> Well, this is going to make my video process a lot easier, too. So I am really thankful for all of this awesome advice. Um, so, so we know how-to videos, tutorials, best for services, for products, testimonial-based. Um, well, I guess tutorials, too. It's how to use your product, uh, your stories, incorporate stories. So those are all amazing video content ideas. So we know why we need to be using videos in our business. And now I think we need to shift to talk about how scary they are and how can we avoid this dreaded anxiety of getting in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I know exactly what this is like because yeah, you can that relate. is me. <laughs> that is totally and utterly me. Um, so 
first of all, let me just explain to you why you hate seeing yourself on on camera. That's a great place and there's, to start. <laughs> there's actually two really good reasons, and it's it's basically your brain is freaking out. Your brain doesn't like it. Mm. Our brains haven't evolved since we thought that fine art was finger painting buffaloes onto caves. So in those, in those days, if you did anything outside of the norm, you ran the real risk of being ostracized by the tribe and kicked out of the cave, which meant almost certain death. Oh. Because if you were behaving abnormally, you were a threat to the rest of the tribe. So in order to stop you from doing something that was considered outside of the norm, mm-hmm. your brain starts making you afraid of things that you're not used to. Right. So that's that's part one. Secondly, there's the familiarity principle, which we are hardwired to like things that we are familiar with. So that also sort of ties into that first point. You're familiar with doing things a certain way, with living your life a certain way and doing anything outside of that freaks you out. But it also means that when you see yourself on camera and you hear yourself, that your brain freaks out because you are literally the only person in the world who hears and sees yourself the way you do. Mm-hmm. There is nobody else, apart from maybe an identical twin, mm-hmm. who hears and sees themselves the same way that you do. Yeah, yeah. Because the face that you are familiar with is a mirror image. It's not how you look. Right. Which is why when you see yourself on camera, you're like, oh, my God, I look terrible. Yeah. Because you don't recognize yourself. And when you hear yourself, you're actually hearing yourself partially through your jawbone. So it changes how you sound. When you hear yourself back on camera, you're hearing how you actually sound to everybody else. But again, but again, you don't recognize it. It's not familiar to you. And it should be because you've lived with yourself your whole life. So your brain is literally freaking out going, oh, my God, this is not familiar. And it should be because Mm -hmm. it's me. So you have to get over that whole problem of not being familiar with yourself by exposure therapy. Basically, you need to start recording videos, watching them back and focusing on the things that you can fix, like saying, um, or not looking at the camera properly instead of, oh, my God, my nose is so big. Think about, okay, how can I change the lighting so that my nose doesn't look so big? It's a shift in your perspective and your mindset. I love that. And then there's another um, thing that our brain does called the confirmation bias, Mm -hmm. which is basically if you're expecting to be awkward on camera, you will only see yourself being awkward on camera. You will be completely unable to see the times when you rock it. So, again, you need to shift your mindset and start looking for things that confirm that you are winning, that you're doing the job well Mm -hmm. and flip that mentality around. But it is literally you've got to change the way you yeah. think. Your brain is not really happy with video. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. I feel like a lot of people aren't confident in themselves and they go in and they just tear themselves apart. And I mean, girl, you rock at what you do. You are like killing it. You are running a business. You're the CEO. You are awesome. There's no reason for you to be afraid of getting in front of the camera, just having that confidence. Maybe you need to give yourself a pep talk. Maybe we need to write down a pep talk of exactly what you need to tell yourself. I am awesome. No (laughs) one is better than me. (laughs) I'm a rock star. And then go in in front of the camera because um, if you feel like you're going to be awkward in front of the camera, you probably will miss those moments where you totally rock it and you probably will be even more awkward than you could have been just because you think you're awkward and that's how you're just going to be. But if you think, no, I'm really great in video, even if you know you aren't, tell yourself I'm really great at what I do and I'm really great in front of the camera and go in with that mindset for sure. Yeah, start start actually looking for, you know, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Where you, where you look for something... Mm-hmm. Um, purposefully so instead of just sort of watching it and going oh my god I'm just so awkward yeah purposefully watch the video back looking for the bits where you're really really good instead of focusing on oh god I'm just so awkward or I'm terrible at this mm-hmm. actually just sit there and think no I'm going to watch this video and I'm going to write down the times when oh. I'm really really good like and that. see if that will help you start changing that mindset around into something that's a little bit more positive instead of just letting your brain freak out in the background without you actually taking control. Yeah, I like the idea of taking notes. 
it it's more uh, thoughtful that way. I feel like if you, I know mm-hmm. if I sit down with a notebook and a pencil, I'm way more thoughtful. And I think you can distance yourself from yourself on screen a little bit more as well then aren't you because you've got a task that you're that you're trying to complete rather than just going oh oh god exactly and you're giving yourself constructive criticism like okay I know I might not be the best at this but that's okay who is like it's totally fine and like I said you've got to make videos first in order to make good videos so you have to go through this period of sucking yeah before you start getting better so use the sucky period to, to really change your mindset and yeah figure out how to make yourself become more comfortable and more familiar with yourself on screen right and the quicker you change your mindset the quicker you'll get out of that sucky period so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because that's not fun it can be kind of <laughs> painful <laughs> yeah so planning strategies that help make life easier as the creator of the video i know video just creating the video in and of itself can be intimidating because it's video right so Mm -hmm. how do you plan a video to make it easier for the person in front of the camera yeah and this will actually help with um feeling comfortable on camera as well i am a huge huge believer that everybody should script and part of that comes from my previous background in television production Mm -hmm. obviously we make all the decisions before you turn on the camera. You know exactly where you're gonna film, you know exactly where you're gonna cut, you know exactly how you're gonna film it, you know exactly what you're gonna say. Make all of those decisions beforehand and batch as well. So if you can do one video a week every month, awesome. If you can only do one video a month, fine. But batch your video recordings. So let's say you can do one a week for a month. You've got four, maybe five videos each month. Sit down one day and just script everything. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there's probably some people out there that are like, oh, my God, no, I can't script because then I've got to memorize it all. And that's just wrong. No, you don't have to memorize it at all. Don't do that. That's just asking for trouble. That's just frustration. Yes. But by figuring it all out, (laughs) I can't do that. But by figuring it all out in advance, you are getting really clear on what is the point of the video for you? What is the point of the video for your audience? Mm -hmm. And that you're covering all of the points that you want to make during the video. And again, you want to make those decisions of, is there anything in particular that you want to see on screen? Is there any text? Is there any graphics? Is there any B-roll? So for example, if you're talking about a product and you're doing a piece of camera sort of like this, is there some footage of the thing that you're talking about that you can show with your voice continuing mm-hmm. so that it's not just you on screen talking away? It's right. really boring just to watch somebody's head talking away yeah. constantly with no no changes. Yeah. So, yeah, anything else you can throw into that script as well that's um, visual, add that in. Any music, anything like that, sound effects, stick it all in there. Make mm-hmm. all of those decisions. You don't have to stick to it. Right. You just need to have that roadmap. And then when it comes to filming, what I do is I break my script down into like two sentence chunks. And I know I'm going to do a jump cut in between those two sentences. So on the day, I'll set my camera and everything up and I will turn it all on. And then I will go, okay, there's my two lines deliver my two lines and I will keep doing those two lines until I feel like I've got a good take and then I go don't stop the camera there's the next two lines okay there's my next two lines <laughs> yeah do the same thing again and you just do that throughout your entire script and if at any point you want to veer off uh, throw something else in go for it yeah but you've got a roadmap then that you can come back to whenever you feel you're diverging too far off but it also means as well, when you come to the edit, you've made all, the, all of your decisions already. You can change them. Of course mm. you can. But it gives you a really good starting point. Plus, you don't have a lot of really rambly footage. Right. I don't know about you, but when I first started making videos for myself, I would just turn on the camera. I'd know what I wanted, a, a topic I wanted to talk about. But I would just go Bleh, at the camera and hope that something came out that was useful. And you'd be there for about like 15, 20 minutes and you'd almost be crying by the end of it because you're just like, oh, this is just so frustrating. And then you'd get to the edit and five hours later, you'd be like, oh, my God, I just can't make anything out of this. It's the editing. That's what kills you is, yeah, you could spend 20 hours or 20 hours. I hope not. 20 minutes (laughs) recording. But you can spend seven hours on the back end if you do that. If you just take, let's say, record for one hour, 
you could spend maybe just two hours editing or something. Now, maybe not. It depends if you're good at editing, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it makes such a huge difference to the filming time and the editing time just by scripting the video in the first place and figuring out everything and before you purposeful. Hmm, yeah. Exactly. You, you have a point to your video. You know what the whole... I mean, you should always have an objective to every video you do. So what do you want people to do after the video or while they're watching the video? Or, you know, for the mug video, you want them to buy your mug. So it's more purposeful. You know exactly what that the purpose of the video is when you're recording. But, yeah, and let's say as well, like, you want text to appear on screen. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to be off to one side yeah, to make room point. for the text. Well, if you haven't decided that before you put the camera on... You can't move yourself in the edit because nope. then you've got nothing. It's black. Right. It just looks terrible. It does. So you have to figure out this this part first. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can. There are things you can do to cheat, but it, it takes a lot more editing time. So you might as well just figure out before. I'm right. going to put some text there. I'm going to take a step to the left or step to the right, and then the text can come up, and then I'll step back again for the next piece. You know. Make that decision first. It's mm -hmm. going to make your life so much easier. For sure. I completely <laughs> agree. Saving time is always the best. So I have loved all of these tips, and I have notes in front of me right now that I've written <laughs> down. This is just so great. I cannot wait to share all of this awesome information with my community. Um, I would love for you to talk about where people can find you and what you're offering right now, all that. Yeah, so um, my website, like we were saying earlier on, is torsg.co. Yes. Um, I'm on pretty much all the social media platforms as Tors Grantham. Um, I think Facebook, my business page is torsg.co. Um, no dot on that one. But my personal profile is Tors Grantham and it's linked from there, if worst case scenario. <laughs> um, I have actually just launched um, a free email course to help people get over their fear of being on camera. Perfect. Um, yeah, sign up is available from torsg.co. It's, it's on the, the homepage on there. So, um, yeah, hopefully that will be useful to people because I'd love to have you over there. Oh, yes, that's going to be so useful. You have to go sign up, especially if, <laughs> if getting in front of the camera just makes you want to sweat and, yeah, and just freak out. So <laughs> go to TorsG.co. Even if you feel comfortable in front of the camera, you just need to go to her website and check it out because, like we talked about before, it's just so gorgeous and it's just so inspirational to me. I'm like, oh, everything's so simplistic and beautiful. So <laughs> go to TorsG.co. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to be adding resources there to help people with filming and editing oh, as well. Perfect. So, yeah, keep an eye on it. I'm perfect. starting my own YouTube channel finally as well. I've been spending so much time editing my clients' videos, and now I'm like, damn, I need to do it myself. Come yeah. on. So, um, yeah, I've been editing some videos that will be going up shortly. Well, good. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us today, Thanks Taurus. for having me. This is really great.